Design it, craft it, smith it, stitch it, tool it, and pick it. We do it all. This is Bespokelahoma. Musical intro by Allie Harder of Allie Harder Music. Welcome to this evening's episode of Bespoke, Oklahoma, with your host, me, Melissa Golden. Dustin Clark is uh, doing a karate belt test with one of his girls tonight. So uh, just, just me hosting this evening. We do have uh the guys over at traditions leather craft tonight on the show we've got casey krieger the one the only uh the maestro of traditions leather craft we have uh alan cope chuck berry and glenn dykes hanging out with us this evening too don't forget wednesday nights up at traditions um there is kind of a come and bring projects just kind of an open house uh, if you've got something you're working on, if you want to brainstorm, if you want to try patterns, or if you just want to pick the wonderful minds of uh, of the guys up at Traditions, feel free to drop by any Wednesday night from 5 to 8, usually 8-ish p.m. Uh, Casey, how are we doing this evening? Doing great, but just so to make clear, we're normally here until seven on Wednesdays. Seven, there you go. See, I'm just trying to work you harder than you need. I right? know. I see. I've been getting in at four thirty or five every morning, and oh seven my is goodness. plenty late enough for me. I can imagine it is. I can imagine. Tiny baby woke up at five thirty this morning, and that was enough for me. Oh, fun stuff. Yeah. Well, we've got eight teeth coming in at the same time, so sleep is not uh, exactly on the agenda these days unfortunately yeah, i remember those days those are yeah fun. no Rub so a little rum on them i know that's what my parents that's what my parents i think my dad said brandy back in the day but uh but uh what do we got so so this show just for our listeners this show we're going to do a rundown with casey it's been a little while since we've talked to casey um so we're going to kind of go go through uh, what he's got going on, what traditions has got in the works for the year, um, some class information, as well as um, some things that the Guild, the Oklahoma Chisholm Trail Leather Guild, is working on, as well as kind of some highlights for the upcoming Leather Crafters Swap Meet this Saturday. So, yeah, Casey, real excited about that. Wherever you would like to start. Um, be my guest oh, oh my goodness well yeah we got talking a lot about, to chat about talking about classes we have um so on our website at traditionsleathercraft.com tradition with an s on the end we are posting our class at the bottom of the home page and right to the right of the class schedule there's a subscribe button so Folks can sign up. They don't have to keep checking the website for new classes. Once a month, I'll send out an email with class updates. So oh, nice. classes have been full every Saturday that we've offered them. As a matter of fact, it's to the point now where we're asking people to prepay for their reservation because we're having more people show up than we are anticipating, and it's becoming a little crowded. Oh, <laughs> well, that's a... That is a good problem to have. Glad you got the new classroom. 
Yes, yes. Well, and then the first weekend in April, Jim Linnell from Elk Track Studios will be up doing a figure carving class with us. He's going to draw up a scissor tail fly catcher, and we're going to do a figure carving class, which that space will be limited to what, Alan, 12? 13 people, something like that. Okay. And people will have to RSVP because that one will fill up really, really quickly. Now, I did not make it to the last Jim Linnell class. Does he, just, just curious of kind of how he does it, does he bring the drawing with him or does he draw it at the beginning of the class? He brings it with. Okay. And some, like the last time he was here, I think the first time he had tooled that drawing was here at the class. Oh, the sunflower so, that y'all did? Yeah, so we'll 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 be the first ones to get to see it. Oh, and cool. I had made the suggestion to Jim since he's really good at figure carving and coloring that he could come out with a whole series of a pattern pack to do state birds. Oh, and absolutely. he loved the idea. He said he was really excited to come join us in April to do that. Well, and the flycatcher is such a fun bird. That'll be a really fun class. What's the price on that class? 200. 200 200 but that's a that's a full two days right yes it is yeah yes, you are is. more than get your money's worth out of a class yeah if you Lonell. were to go down and take classes from jim at his studio i believe the rate is a hundred dollars a day 250 a day for private lessons from jim so 200 for a whole weekend yeah yes. definitely getting your money's worth out of that Right, right. We expect to have people here from Kansas and Missouri and maybe even the Texas Panhandle come over to join us once it gets a little closer. And you are, you're already taking reservations for that class? We are. They're through the Oklahoma Chisholm Trail Leathercraft Guild. So Tony Mullins is the uh, president of the club. And um, they can contact me and I can put them in contact with Tony, but they're the ones that are actually actually collecting the funds for the class. Okay, wonderful. And I noticed that you've gotten some of our, our local classes up on the website here lately as well for February. It, I tell you what, time sneaks by. We're already nine days into February. <laughs> I know. Well, and I've already have our March schedule on the wall. We're still tweaking it a little bit, but our, our very own Dustin Clark's going to do a class on March the 12th uh, in the afternoon from 1 to 3. And what's he teaching? Uh, he's got two options. Um, can I minimize this app message without losing you? Yes, you should be able to. There was one evening <laughs> that for some reason it would not let me and we couldn't figure out why I kept just completely crashing our podcast. Well, um, I'm still here if you are. Yep, yep. We, it, like I said, it, it usually works, but for some reason it wasn't liking me that night. So Okay. Well, Dustin's going to offer to do, um, these are templates through Maker's Template or Maker's Leather Supply that we sell here at the store. His acrylic templates, yeah. His acrylic templates, yeah. And the price of the class will include a copy of the template for the students to take home so they can make more. We well, don't have fantastic. the prices set just yet. We're still working out the details, but he's going to offer the journal or the passport. People choose because he said they're both very similar to build and that uh, we'll limit the class to probably six people just so we don't get too 
overrun. Yeah, too crowded on the tables. Yep, yep. And for folks that are listening that might be artists but not leather workers, if they're interested in doing either one of those, I'll even have shop tools here they can use to build a project in class. Oh, good deal. Okay. And we've got some tooling classes, not Jim Linnell, but um, just some, some tooling classes with some of our local makers this month as well, don't we? Yep, yep. We've my calendar from here, but <laughs> Alan all probably right. can. He's standing right here. Alan Cope. We have basic tooling on the 19th of February, 10 to noon. $25 fee. I'm not sure what basic tooling you're going to do. The Oak Leaf. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then on the 26th, there's going to be a ninth sheath class, 10 to 3. And that one's getting pretty close to being full. It's We'll include all the materials. People need to bring a fixed blade knife and we'll build a vertical or a cross draw sheath. That was one I was really interested in. I tell you what, if I could get this baby weaned, I might be I might be dangerous <laughs> with some classes. But uh, no, that fixed blade knife sheath, because that's a heck of a skill to have to just be able to draw up. That's yeah. uh, it's not something I've ventured into yet is the sheath making, but to just well, be able to draw it up from that... the blade. Yeah, and even for people that have built sheaths, I may not know the perfect way to build a sheath, but I know the way that works for me, and I build hundreds of them a year. So I'll take them from a a blank piece of brown paper and a pencil and a knife to a finished sheath they'll be proud of. Well, I tell you what, that that brown paper sure has saved me a whole lot of leather over the last couple months. But... um, so good deal. So we've got a heck of a class lineup coming up. Um, and I did not know about the subscribe button on the website. I am definitely going to have to subscribe to the monthly emails to keep track of that. Yeah, you absolutely. Said that, that button is right there on the bottom of the website by the class yep, list. The, the bottom of the homepage. Yep. And we don't use it to people or send out advertisements i did send an email out today that wasn't class related but just to invite people to come in for the sale this saturday you bet you bet and you've added quite a bit of other stuff to the website here lately too haven't you oh yes well tony mullins president of the leathercraft guild has been coming in a couple days a week and adding stuff every week so we just continue to keep adding and keep adding materials to the website We've made a several good buys here lately that we have odd lots on there. We have our new stock colors on there, all of our live oak tooling leather. We've got 20 cowhide rugs that if people go on there and click on that rug, that is the actual rug they will receive. And if we sell them, we'll take them off and replace it with another one. So, yeah, I'm real excited. And website's been reaching people out of the borders of Oklahoma, which is real exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. And I tell you what, I, I have really appreciated the the shipping that you offer. Um, you know, especially since I don't particularly have the opportunity to drive down as much. Um, but I think the last thing I ordered from you showed up in two days, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, that's been pretty quick. I super sent something handy. down to the home of texas border yesterday and the guy called me today and said thank you i already received my order he just called me yesterday about it oh nice matter of fact i was 
on scrolling Instagram the other day and I saw a chap maker saying that while he was waiting for the last three weeks for his chap leather to come in, he was doing some tooling. So I just put it out there. I said, your tooling looks beautiful. If you need chap leather, call us. We can normally ship it within the same day you order it. Now that is something that you've gotten a lot of in here lately is the chap leather, right? Oh, yes. You know, since we talked last, we did the Wichita Falls Boot and Saddle Makers show in right. October of last year. And we reached so many shop and purse makers that we didn't take enough leather. We took a U-Haul <laughs> truck full, as full as I could get it. And we came back much lighter in the leather department we did bring back a couple sewing machines which was nice but but now we've got people really hitting us up about chap leathers and just really enjoying the bargains that we get matter of fact tomorrow we have a pallet of sb foot chap leather coming in and uh two weeks ago we received a a, another pallet of sb foot chap leather so this saturday we're going to have a blowout sale on sb foot chrome tan chap leathers very nice. Don't tell me that, man. I'm already going to have too much fun this weekend. <laughs> well, so, so, speaking of this weekend, we're, that's one of the reasons I was real excited about getting on. Yes, yes. We're all excited about this weekend. So, as we'd mentioned, this weekend is the first annual of hopefully many, many to come of the Leather Crafters Swap Meet. And that's hosted by the, the Leather Guild, correct? That's correct. We are just the facility that's holding the event or letting people set up here. The Chisholm Trail Leathercraft Guild is the one who is hosting it. We hope that it will become a biannual event. If it goes over well this weekend, like we're expecting, we'll try to do it again in the summer and then again next February and try to continue it on as long as there's interest. Good deal. So you had posted a video uh, earlier this week of some of now were those things that you personally are going to be offering this weekend the machines the machines yeah well yes for folks that saw the video I had uh, several used machines that I've acquired and that I'm I'm selling and as a matter of fact one of them sold today the Singer 294k treadle machine some guy just had to have it today and couldn't wait until Saturday so I don't that have that was one. A that was a beautiful machine. It's a beautiful old machine. I have an Artisan 550 Big. I've got an Artisan Bell Skyver. I've got a, um, oh, a strap cutter. I can't remember the maker on it. It's green. It's probably Landis. Um, I have a big five-hole punch that uh, would make somebody who's in the tack and saddle business real happy. And then we have, <coughs> we have one maker from the Tulsa area. Uh, Jim Reed, I believe is his name, said that he was going to bring a trailer load of equipment down to sale. And then we have Goodness. six or seven other makers that have contacted us and said, hey, we have stuff that we don't need anymore. Can we bring it down and sell it? And we're like, absolutely. The more the merrier. We want it to just be a swap meet where one, other leather workers can network with other leather workers and two, provide a place for them to buy, sell, or trade for stuff they either don't need or do need or think they need that they want to take home with them. Absolutely. So I was curious about your five-hole punch because for anybody who saw the video, 
like Casey described, this is like two ship anchors on a pallet, but somehow it's a five-hole punch. So what is this monstrosity? Yeah, it's kind of like a miniature clicker. It's it's okay. not a clutch motor. It's not hydraulic. So every time you push the pedal, the head hits. Kind you of better be ready. Kind of think a power hammer for a blacksmith. Every time you push the pedal, the head hits. So a five hole punch is um, it's got a it's got a die that fits on the very top of it with five holes spaced one inch apart. So if you're doing strap goods and you're putting the buckle, the holes for your buckles, you just set your strap in there and push on the pedal and bam, it punches those five holes. So it's really a good machine for someone that manufactures a lot of belts or a lot of strap goods. You bet. It's also and- super heavy. So and. <laughs> And it's only 300 bucks in the shape it's in now. If I had it all put together and everything set up on the pedestal, it, it's probably a $1,000 machine used like it is now. They're very expensive machines, brand new. So if someone was to buy it this weekend, on Monday or any weekday, my neighbor to the north of me here would use his lift to load it on their trailer. We would not have a way to load it this weekend. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a good option. That way we don't have to bring too, too many friends that we have to buy lunch. <laughs> yeah. There's no moving this thing. I can move it. No. Pallet jack, but you, you're going to need a forklift to set it up at home. Oh my goodness. So what about the, the artisan machine that you've got? Can you kind of tell me a little bit about yep. uh, what, what the capabilities of that machine are? I've got a 5550 big. It has a roller foot on it versus a walking foot. So for people that do a lot of purses or boot tops, it's ideal for that. The foot will lift up close to a half an inch. I'd say you can sew about three-eighths of an inch thick. Okay. Um, I, actually, Alan just brought me a manual for it, so I haven't gone through the exactly what size thread and needles and everything it will use, but it's a beast of a machine. I would say it's very similar to the brand new Cobra Class 18 that I have here, a flatbed machine. Okay. In, in as far as its ability to sew. And it's got the table and, and all the it's goodies the table, with it. It's got a servo motor. It's got the thread stand, thread winder. It's great little machine ready to go. Very nice. Okay. Then and I also have Artisan Bell Skyver. Yep. I've completely gone through it, and I've replaced the roller for it, little stone roller. And it has a really good blade in it. I've got all the feet for it great little skyver the only reason i'm selling it is now that i'm a cobra distributor i bought me a brand new cobra bell skyver (laughs) and then that way when people are wanting to know how the bell skyvers we sell i can just take them to the back and show them what we're using good deal good deal was that was that artisan one the one that you had was that yours prior to being a cobra dealer one we were using and i had had a um Oh, a guy that works on machines, uh, look at it. And he showed me how to sharpen it and everything. And he said, this is a great sky where the only thing you need is a new feeder wheel for it. So I actually ordered that from Cobra and put the new wheel on it this past week. And we've skived with it since we set it back up. And I'm telling you, it works just like brand new. What do the blades look like on those Bell Skyvers? It's like 
band knife, band saw oh, okay. blade almost. It's about yeah. two inches, three inches wide. They call <clears throat> they call it a bell because it's like a bell. Now, except for you know, bells are usually big at the bottom and small at the top. This would be yeah. like a straight. It's a straight sided bell. So the motor clamps on at the very flat top of the bell is flat, and then it's just a big circle. Okay. Circle. Okay. So like if you're doing rolled edges on things, you can yep. size as as little or as wide of a gap off as you want and take it down to paper, paper thin. Cleanly without taking any nicks out of your leather. I was telling dad earlier right. this week that I just I, I fuss over my easy skyver so much it's embarrassing that I I told him I need a bell skyver, but it'll change your life if you do much skiving. Oh yeah. Well, I tell you what, we we talked with um oh shoot, the name of John I think was on the podcast last week. John Baker, and, yes. Yep, yep. And that's what he said is is that uh having the ability to skive completely changed his leather game. He said, I had no idea how much of a difference skiving would make to my, my projects, but it's, it's game changing. So yeah, if you've got the space and the cash to get the, uh, the bell skiver, it's definitely a must have. Yeah. And yeah, we're really excited about having the other makers coming in to buy, sell and trade their equipment. And I've had some people contact me wanting to know, is it open to the general public? Is it only open for guild members? It's open to anybody. And Even today, if you just want to come see the machines. You come see the machines, the used tools today. Uh, Alan's wife, Dee, and Glenn and I went through my back room and we unpacked over 200 old craft tool stamps I'll be selling. We unpacked boxes and boxes and trays and trays of rivets and snaps and just and complete stuff that I'll be selling for like $10 a tray. And, oh, so um, you're going to have hardware too. We're going to have hardware. We, we unpacked old kits. We unpacked old Tandy kits that have never been opened, like Regency clutch purses and Maverick wallets and stuff like that. Oh, man. 10 bucks a piece. I mean, if you go up there now, they're well over 30 Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I have a whole bunch of that kind of stuff that over 30 years, I didn't realize how much stuff I had <laughs> amassed <laughs> yeah. until we made the move over here. And I'm like, just store it upstairs. Someday we'll find something to do with it. Like a swap meet. That's exactly right. Somebody said, well, is there a charge to get in? I said, no, consider it like a, or a swap meet. You can come in and buy and sell and trade. Everybody is welcome. Or check it out. Yeah, we're actually bringing the whole family down this weekend. We're gonna, we're gonna see it all. Hot dog. Yeah. Well, and I had thought about. I've got. Well, you know, I had those. Uh, I have some old tooling tools that I've got some duplicates and some oddballs that I don't think I'm gonna use and some different stuff. And you know, since Dad and I have kind of merged shops, we've got some multiples too. So we may be be bringing down just kind of some oddball stuff too yeah somebody yeah. contacted me today and said they had a tipman they'll probably bring you know and that was the only thing they had they probably want to sell but i said yeah by all means you know whatever you have you don't need bring it on in and we'll do see what we can do now are you going to have tables set up or or how how are folks going to need to do it if they do want to bring stuff up 
So if they want to bring stuff up to set up, we're asking that you contact me here at the store or the Chisholm Trail Leathercraft Guild through their Facebook page to let them know or let me know you're coming. And then you'll need to bring a table. Okay. Okay. I have one eight-foot table or six-foot table by four-foot that I can let a few people set up on. For the most Maybe part, some small my, odds and ends. Our but... folding tables that I could bring that we normally use for craft shows, my wife will be using for a fair of the heart this weekend. Oh, I didn't realize a fair of heart this weekend was, was this weekend as well. Yeah, neither did I when I set this up months ago. No, my wife no. says, I guess you won't be helping me on Saturday like normal. I said, no, I guess not. <laughs> nope, I guess not. <laughs> well. Well, good deal. So it's going to be, I, I guess I didn't realize that we had quite that many people coming in. That's going to be fantastic. I think it's going to be good. And I think it'll grow every time we do it. Yeah. Well, the nice thing is, is with being in OKC, uh, you, you've got an easy shot from a lot of places in Texas and even Kansas, you know, just straight shot down 35. So and that's my vision for this is that it can really grow beyond the borders of Oklahoma. I think that's fantastic because that's been the struggle. I'm sure that anybody who has looked for like a used sewing machine has gone through is there always seems to be the perfect machine halfway across the country. Um, a lot of the ones, oh, I need that. Oh, it's in Connecticut. Never mind. Um, so what a fantastic way to kind of create a central hub for, for some trade. Right, and these are going to be private sales between the individual selling it and the individual buying it. This is not something we're ringing up through the store. Traditions Leathercraft is not making a dime on this other than the stuff that we want to sell. Um, so it's open to the public, and we encourage any makers that want to come, even if they just have a box of stamping tools that they're not using anymore. Heck, bring them. You never know. Somebody just might be looking for that stamp that you have in your collection. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good deal. Well, I am I am so looking forward to it. And you'll have the finished good room uh, open as always and everything else uh, yes, that we've yes. normally got and going on on Saturdays. all well stocked and we'll have the big sale on the SB foot side. So you bet. Lots going on. We're going to allow people to start setting up at 8 o'clock morning and we're gonna stay here until people quit coming in normally we're open till three but if there's still people here buying selling and trading we'll stay until as late as we need to good deal okay so you said you can come set up at eight but it starts at one officially no 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 no, no. we're gonna let people start setting up at eight we're normally open nine to three so that's when we expect most people that want to just shop the sale to be here Gotcha. But we can start buying and selling and trading as soon as there's enough people here that you want to get around and look at your, look at their stuff. Okay, wonderful. And we'll go until there's nobody left here shopping for stuff. Perfect. Okay. So what other what others is that all you have on the the uh, swap meet this weekend? Before I'm I'm, I'm sorry. What was your question? I said, is that all you have on the swap meet before I take you off in another direction? I, I think so, yeah. Okay. So what other uh, what other leather sales or deals have you got? I know you mentioned the SV Shap leather. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any other sales currently going on? I know you still probably have 
uh, enough cowhide rugs to to clothe the entire state. <laughs> we still have over two hundred, but we've been we probably got in two pallets, three pallets since the last time you and I spoke on the podcast. Dustin said that you guys have been be, moving them like crazy. We still continue to be the largest in the state on cowhide rugs and. We are now even supplying other stores that are reselling them in their stores in Oklahoma City. Oh, my goodness. And then, of course, the makers that are buying them and cutting them up and making stuff, they're just amazed when they contact us at the selection and the price we offer. We're doing all of our cowhide rugs at one seventy-five dollars a piece, and we are one of the few that have salt and pepper cowhide rugs in stock in the country. And we I tell you what, good, good the selection, selection and we have a selection of acid wash and some animal prints and they're all 175. The selection that you've got is absolutely like none other. I mean, as far as variety, because a lot of places that you go, they've kind of got the spots or they've got the brindles. But to have the brindles, the spots, the salt and peppers, the herfords, the acid, the uh exotics like you said you've got some zebra some zebra yep, looking zebra stuff leopard print you bet and when people go to the website if they or are listening and they're out of state and want to have a ship it that the actual rug they see will have a number on it and when they choose that rug that is the rug they will receive if they order the rug on the website that's fantastic to be able to to handpick and they are just as beautiful in person as they are on the website you guys have been doing a fantastic job with photographs well, i know it's you. hard it's it tough to hard. capture the the actual colors and patterns and in, in pictures it is and the one thing we put on there is we tried to put the square footage of each rug but if people want actual length and width all they have to do is email or call me and we'll measure that and send it to them good deal good deal and you have I know that you're getting in some different products every day, kind of expanding selection. So if there's anything that Traditions doesn't currently have, keep an eye on the website and, and in store because you're getting more and more stuff all the time. I never thought we'd have too <laughs> small of a store, but we are trying to figure out where to hang more products so we can continue to bring stuff in that people are asking for. You have already filled up that space. That's phenomenal. We may have to just go upstairs and let people know there's more hardware and tools upstairs. I'm just saying. Because you've been getting a lot of hardware and stuff in lately too, right? Expanding the hardware selection. We really have. We really have. And there's been some challenges with that before the holidays with the shipping and the nightmare. But, yes, we continue to keep adding new hardware. And thread from Cobra, we're selling thread and needles as well as the machines. We have extra bobbins and just figuring out what to keep in stock. That's just been kind of a revolving door. Now, do you have oh, yeah. Do you have any of the Cobra machines in stock? I do like on have a Cobra Class 26 uh, with a work platform. I have a Cobra Class 3. I have a Cobra Bell Skyver and a Cobra Class 18 flatbed sewing machine, all brand new, ready to go out the door. Now, what made you, what, what pushed you to become a Cobra dealer? Well, I looked at a couple of 
cowboy and cobra and artisan and weavers machines and honestly cobra has one of the best warranties in the business and alan can probably tell the story better than me but when cobra gets these machines in they don't just get them in take them out of the container and ship them let me let alan tell you what they do with each machine if you do a little googling you can find the, the youtubes on these but they actually take them out of the box they set them up they run them they make sure that they're adjusted they make sure that there's no you know bad castings no loose bearings you know what they run them in an oil bath yeah they, they, they got a whole setup where they put them in and they lubricate them and they run them in and when you get it it's adjusted there'll be a stack of leather under the presser foot where they have sewn that and it's it's attached to the it's attached to the thread, so you know they didn't just grab it from another machine and stick <laughs> it on there. That the machine you got is adjusted and sewing correctly when they take it back apart, put it in the crate, and send it to you. You and just then, can't beat that. No, you can't. And I have on speed dial, I text with him weekly, David, one of the owners, the primary owner of Cobra. If a customer has a problem or a question during setup, I can just text pictures to David and say, David, what do I tell this person? I don't have one in stock that I can just go look at. And they are Johnny on the spot. Plus, they have their Facebook group, uh, Tips and Tricks with Cobra. Yeah. Oh, they, it's a fantastic yeah, group. They help now, you people. don't have to have a Cobra. I'm you a part of that one. You don't have to have a Cobra. Yeah, if you have a question about a machine, somebody on there is going to have that machine, and they'll tell you what their experience has been. Well, and the guys that run that Facebook group, uh, Al Bain and Bruce Brand, I think his last name is, uh, they have a massive catalog of YouTube videos to tell you just about anything you could possibly need to know about the Cobra machines as well. So you want to talk about resources out the wazoo for these machines because they can be a little intimidating from my own experience um, to go from a, a stitching pony and 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 some thread to step up to one of these machines um because they're they are robust pieces of machinery they are um, they can be intimidating but another thing i offer you know of course i would want to do this for anything i sell but i will give lessons on the machines i will help you not be so intimidated with it and there's no charge for that if you buy the machine from us we will help you learn the machine yeah, because there's, there's definitely a learning curve. Um, you know, I've had the singer for years, but to step up, there's definitely, it's, it's not it's not your grandmother's sewing machine, let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and you've got, do you, are you running a Cobra now? You still not have sewing, your. Not a sewing machine. I still have my artisan, which is the equivalent to a class four. And Alan was asking me today when I was going to sell it so I could get a class four Cobra. I said, well, I would probably climb up into a hole like a hermit if I sold my artisan because I know every sound it makes. I can tell when the bobbin is about to run out of thread. Can just you by really? The sound it makes. Oh. And that's the only reason I still have it. It's like, it's like that comfortable sweatshirt you wore yes. in college. You don't want to get rid of, and your your spouse is saying you really you need to get rid of that. You're like, no, no, I can't <laughs> do it. You get rid of that. You get rid of me. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so the only cobra that I'm running is I have a uh, I have a cobra splitter. I have cobra bell skiver that I use in the back. So they make the sewing machines, the skivers, the splitters. What else does Cobra offer? I'm getting ready to order a Cobra strap cutting machine. Okay. Funny story about Cobra. I was talking with David just yesterday, as a matter of fact, and he was talking about supply chain issues. This is crazy. He said that prior to the pandemic, they were paying $1,700 to have a container shipped of their machines to California, right? On ocean freight uh-huh. and getting them in four to six weeks. Now, post pandemic and supply chain issues, it's costing him $18,000 and taking three months to get here. Good night. So when people price machines, they got to take all of that into account. We, as the retailer, we don't make a lot on each machine. It's a service we offer to help us sell materials. My goodness. I had no idea that it had gone up that much. Crazy, isn't it? 1700 to $18,000. And I said, oh, you mean $1,800? He said, He's like, $18, no. 18000 I write the checks every month. Oh, no. But have, have they, from what I've seen on the website, they haven't passed on too much of that to the customer. No, they really haven't. I mean, they've done really the, well of keeping their prices. They've done they... really well. I have the current price list. If anybody needs them, I have extra catalogs I can send out to anyone. And Casey also, like he mentioned, has everything you could need for the machine. And and if he doesn't have it, he can order it: needles, bobbins, different sizes of thread. Yeah, all the 69. colors of thread. We sell 69, 138, 207, and 277 threads. So if somebody needs anything that we don't have, it's no problem to get it for them. Fantastic. So folks will be able to look at some of your Cobra machines this Saturday, too, if they, they're interested. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if they take some of our classes, they'll even see us use some of the machines here in the store to help them finish a project to take it home. Oh, that's so nice to be able to do that. It, tell you what, you want to talk about a selling piece here? Just come try this out. Just try it. You don't have to, you know, just don't get used to it. But you could take <laughs> one home. Hey, but I, know, I don't know how much time we have left. You're the moderator. You'll have to tell me. But I don't want to forget to tell people about the exciting news of being on This Is Oklahoma podcast yesterday. That's where I was going next. Tell us all about it. That is absolutely just way exciting. Yeah. So This Is Oklahoma is put on by a guy named Mike Hearns. He's actually an English man that's been in Oklahoma since he was in college, met his wife and married after college. And they love promoting Oklahoma businesses. And if you're not familiar with them, you can find them on Instagram. This is Oklahoma. They have over 68,000 followers. So I first saw them. They had interviewed a um, upholstery shop here in town, Thread or Naughty Upholstery Shop. 
and I listen to it. I'm like, wow, this is a podcast that talks about Oklahoma businesses. How cool is that? And that's way before you and Dustin talked about putting together this yeah. Oklahoma. So I sent him an email and said, hey, I'd love to tell you about what we do here. And and this, this was, is back when you were still in Yukon. This was still in Yukon. Yes. So we moved over here and I, I sent him another message, listened to a few more podcasts. I'm like, this guy he gets it he wants to promote oklahoma branded businesses and oklahoma family-owned businesses so i sent him another email when he moved over i said hey now i'd like to tell you about all the local makers that we uh support here and how they support us and you know just one thing led to another and scheduling conflicts and whatnot but he finally got the opportunity to come in yesterday he was so excited and if once the podcast hits on their site, you'll hear he talks about my his dad and mom, his dad and mom coming over from Mom England this summer. He goes, my dad would love to make something with leather while he's in Oklahoma. How cool would that be? So we were talking off air about the fact that that you guys do bespoke Oklahoma and, he, and that, that, that you might like to interview him. He said he would love to talk to our audience and that he has a whole network of Oklahoma artists that would love to know about bespoke Oklahoma. So we talked a little bit about this podcast on his as well. Oh, well, we appreciate it. We, we love to get as many people on here as we can. We've had a blast. I tell you, Dustin and I have had a blast doing the podcast. Well, it's kind of funny, you know, I probably only listen to podcasts this year, and one of them's yours, and one of them's his, and now I've been on <laughs> two in two days. <laughs> you are becoming <clears throat> quite the podcast personality, Casey. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> so, so there, I know, I pulled their podcast up on Spotify, but I'm sure, like ours, um, theirs is live on anywhere you can get podcast apple podcast spotify uh the works so yes yes and you said is. your your episode ought to be up sometime next week that's what he said either next week or the week after depending on when he got it uh finished editing it and he said he doesn't yeah. do a lot of editing editing he just takes out little bits and pieces here and there yeah you bet yeah super Get nice guy and he said he'd love to talk to the bespoke Oklahoma crowd too Oh, that would be, well, that's the whole thing is, you know, that's, that's one of Dustin and I's main goals with the podcast is to be able to, to promote small business. You know, we always talk about shameless self-promotion on the podcast. That's what we're here for. Um, so to, to get to sit down and chat with somebody who is so passionate about Oklahoma and Oklahoma businesses uh, would be an absolute delight. And I checked out their Instagram and it looks like they do a lot of promotion of kind of the sites and 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 historical stuff in Oklahoma too so kind of a good yeah all-around Oklahoma promotion organization yeah their latest podcast that's up was with a gentleman out of Stillwater who's a um, graphic designer and he came up with the Oklamerica t-shirt yeah. brand and it's a great story to listen to about, oh, about how sweet. he came up with that and how his dad was an artist, art teacher in school. And it's just, just so, it, yeah, good stuff. I will have to give their podcast a listen to. I'm always looking for more. Of course, there's, you know, Don Gonzalez does his Lost Trades podcast. Um, and, and so it's always good to come across a new podcast. And do they do, 
do they do community events as well or is it primarily the podcast you know i i don't know the answer to that i didn't think to answer that ask that question <laughs> That's all right. but mike did ask you guys to reach out you or dustin to reach out on scheduling him to be on sometime soon Oh, we absolutely will. I'll have to. We'll have to let Dustin know. Dustin does a majority of uh, of our scheduling for us, so uh, we'll okay, have to get cool. him on. That'll be a blast. Well, and speaking of schedules and back to classes, and I don't know if it's time to wrap up or not yet, but I've been speaking with another gentleman out of Weatherford, Oklahoma, um, Dustin Loftus from the Dusty Hyde Company. Yeah. He's actually done some Facebook lives and videos with the competitor down the street. Well, yeah. he's open to doing a tooling class with us here at Traditions Leather Craft sometime soon. So we're going to be working on those details in the next few weeks. I told him I would float it by the Chisholm Trail Leather Craft Guild meeting that we have the second Saturday of each month and see how many members might be interested in doing a tooling class with, with Dustin. And he's a great leather worker if you guys aren't familiar with his work. We were bragging on him at the Dusty Hyde company. Yep. We were bragging on him with John. He's just finished up. So usually a lot of what he does, his bread and butter is uh, center consoles for, for vehicles. But he recently finished up a matching driver seat, passenger seat and center console. That is just mind blowing. I, I cannot even imagine. Yeah, we text each other. We've been in touch while he's been working. I was glad to see how well that turned out. He told me today that that, that, that has got a lot of followers for him. You don't see something like that. I mean, I follow a couple of pages that do, you know, dashes and interiors and stuff. To be, To have it fully tooled like that is just unbelievable. Yeah, can you imagine taking your King Ranch and having it fully tooled like that? No way. No way. That that's awesome. Well, that'll be sweet. Yeah, and we're talking about he's he's actually uh I think he's talking with Dustin right now about coming on Bespoke Oklahoma here in the near future too. So Awesome, awesome. I've mentioned that to him that we'd love to have him talk to us. Yeah, yeah. So we've got we're we're kinda getting back around to some more leather crafters uh here upcoming. Uh, we had kind of gotten off on, I mean, we're totally open to all crafters, um, but we've definitely, definitely gotten a lot more leather crafters here lately. So it's been kind of fun to bring it back to, bring it back to our craft a little bit more. Awesome. Well, we love being able to host the podcast and we miss seeing you and Jacob and little Charlie, but we'll look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Yeah. Little Charlie's about four times the kid that he was last time you saw him he's uh he's been doing some growing and and i i can always hear him while i do the podcast because he's hanging out with dad and so he'll uh he'll love to come down and see everybody so we're looking forward to it very cool yeah well casey um i think that that you know it doesn't sound like you've got enough going on here but uh I, I think that may be the, the gist of it for now. Um, yeah, well, thank you for having me back on. I know I was on the second episode, and I've been anxious to get back on and tell everybody kind of the updates. Well, and I tell you what, I think you are still to date, 
either our most listened to or one of our most listened to podcasts. So that's yeah, probably an accident. No, no, this one's gonna blow up, Casey. You just watch. But uh, but thank you so much for coming on again. And um everybody be sure to come out this weekend, even if you're not in the market for tools, come see just goodness what Casey has grown this space into in please not even a year. If you're not able to come out, please help get the word out to other leather workers. We would really appreciate that. Leather workers, big and small, show up this weekend and and meet the meet the group and buy it all and get <laughs> everything. Buy all your dream tools. Come on. Well, Casey, thank you, and, and Alan, thank you for uh, for your your pieces of this podcast as well. It's always good to hear from you. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, and Casey, we will just see you this Saturday. Thank you, sir. Sounds great. Thanks for calling, Melissa. Yes, sir. We'll we'll see ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, I said it once, say it again. How many times I told you? I know this stuff because I'm from the great state of Oklahoma.